This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Several years ago, a group from the church where I was pastor went on a tour to the Holy Land. During that trip, we had two members of our group who had to be hospitalized, one in Jerusalem and one in New York City on our return home. The one who was hospitalized in Jerusalem began to feel ill late in the evening, and it was about 1.30 a.m. when the decision was made by a physician to admit her to the hospital. This doctor had come to the hotel. We were told the name of a certain hospital nearby, which was in the Arab section of, our, of town, operated by French Catholics. On the next morning, when I told our Jewish guide the name of the hospital to which our tour member had been taken, our guide twisted up her nose and said, Oh, no! They don't know how to practice medicine over there. Those doctors are no good. Well, that was not very helpful for me as a tour leader at that time. It was only later that I learned the reason for her intense dislike of that hospital. You see, our guide was Jewish, and the hospital was Arab, and there's a great hostility between these two. This feeling between the two groups did not just begin. Its roots go way back, hundreds of years, and even today we see the bitter fruits of hatred between two peoples an outgrowth of not only cultural differences, but also of religious animosity. And yet, some people say, well, one religion is as good as another. A small town is divided. There are the haves and there are the have-nots. Why are things this way? There are surely many reasons, including initiative, drive, willingness to work, pride in self, and the like. But another big reason for the difference is the religion of the people. A lot of people in that town believe that life is the way it is because God intended it to be so. They think that God slapped a curse on a certain group of people and made them assume a servant role. Even some of the have-nots have accepted that misinterpretation of Scripture to be true. And so they have taken the position of, why bother? Now this town can be any town, north or south, east or west. But when you see the Bible so twisted to think that God cursed a group of people, how can you say that one religion is just as good as another? Kaya Kolthur is a village in southern India. This town is just as divided as the one I just described, but in India, there's a different reason for the division. It is not racial difference. It's the Hindu caste system. At the top of the social structure in that small town in India, there are the Brahmins or the priests. Below them in descending order are the warriors, the merchants, and then come the laborers. Moving way on down the ladder, we come at last to a group which is so low, they're not even part of the system. These are the untouchables. 
Why is Kayar Kothur as divided as it is? The religion, the, the reason is bad religion. And yet some people persist in saying that one religion is just as good as another. One of our missionaries was walking through a forest one day in Africa. He was keeping an appointment with a mission church in a nearby village. As he neared the village, the missionary was startled to hear the crying and the moaning of a little child. After a brief search, the missionary found the child. Here was what had happened. The little girl was 11 years old. At the age of 10, she had been given in marriage to the chief of the village. Now this little girl was expecting. Soon after the missionary found her, the little girl died in an attempt at childbirth. How can things like this happen? The religious ideas of the people of that village said it was perfectly all right for the chief to take that little 10-year-old girl and impregnate her. Now that is simply bad religion in spite of the fact that some people say one religion is as good as another. Probably no nation on the face of the earth has more persistently faced the threat of famine than has India. Many of the starving millions in India could be fed. They have the necessary food right there in their midst. But their religion says that it's wrong for them to kill cows. And there are many cows which roam about everywhere. To the people of the Hindu religion, the cow is sacred. They believe all that kill cows rot in hell for as many years as there are hairs on the body of the slain cow. And so the people of India continue to die of starvation while some rich people spend their money in providing what we might call nursing homes for old, feeble cows. That is bad religion. Makes us wonder why some people continue to rattle off the end of their tongue. One religion is as good as another. During the lifetime of many of us here today, and those of you who are listening by podcast, there was a group in Germany which had a warped sense of their religion. Their religious conviction was that they were part of a master race. It was their mission to rule the world. They really believed that their bodies were stronger, their minds were wiser, their abilities greater than anybody else on the face of this earth. That group called themselves the Nazi Party. World War II was fought in an attempt to prevent these people from spreading this bad religion throughout the world. Millions of Jews and others would not agree that one religion is as good as another. One heresy which has persisted throughout the history of Christianity is that the flesh is evil and that the spirit is good. Based on this wrong assumption, there have been those who have assumed, therefore, that if we punish our flesh, then our spirit will be improved. Martin Luther practiced some of this kind of physical whipping when he was in his spiritual pilgrimage. And today there are groups in Mexico and surrounding areas which are called flagellants. I've seen pictures of these people walking down the street with a long whip in their hand, beating themselves in the back 
until their back is a bloody red pulp. Their religion says that the flesh is evil. I wish some of those who say that one religion is as good as another could see these flagellants in action. We who live in America would probably have trouble believing that the ancient superstitions of voodoo still exist anywhere, but there are whole islands in the Caribbean which are under the sway of the world of spirits. They say that there are bad spirits and there are good spirits. The bad spirits can put a bad spell on you, they think, even cause your death. This kind of wrong thinking controls a group of people who are really in slavery when they should be free. But this is their religion, a religion where sex is abused, where women are treated like animals or things, where people are, brought, are taught to believe in the hex or the spell and black magic. This is their religion. And some people still say that one religion is just as good as another. Now I've spent a good bit of time this morning trying to put the spotlight on the truth of the false statement that one religion is as good as another. How can we believe this? The only people who would really believe that are religions that believe that all religions are of equal value are either uninformed or people who don't really care. There's an alternative position, though, for those who would believe otherwise. Now, this position is not very popular among some people today, but it is the position of the revelation of God in Christ Jesus. It is the position of the New Testament. It is the position of every New Testament believing church. Here it is. There is a religion that is better than all the rest. That religion is Christianity. It is the only true religion whereby one can come to God. If you think that sounds too narrow, then get out your scissors. We're going to have a little exercise here today in Bible surgery. Are you ready? Okay, take your Bible. We're going to cut out some Bible verses out of your Bible. Let's start with John 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Okay, cut that verse out. You've got to discard that. Let's cut out another verse out of the Bible. Acts 4, verse 12. Salvation is to be found through him, that is Jesus, alone. For there is no one else in all the world whose name God has given to man by whom we can be saved. You've got to get rid of that verse. Cut it out. Use your scissors. So much of our scripture is built around the concept of the uniqueness of Jesus. Paul said, God has shown us how much he loves us. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. By his death, we are now put right with God. That's Romans 5, verses 8 and 9. This is the message of the church. We are not silly enough to say one religion is as good as another. It is, if it is a faith which is based on the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then it doesn't make any difference what the denominational label may be. It is a distinctively separate religion apart from all others which do not place faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Son of God. Don't let anybody fool you. 
There's nothing open-minded or sophisticated about saying one religion is just as good as another. To believe this, you have to be blind to the facts. Bad religion is one of the great curses of our world today. And so we come again today to the real answer as we continue our series on how can we believe. The answer is not in one denomination. You name it, whatever. That's not the answer. The gospel is good news to all people who will hear it and bring their lives under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. All of humanity needs Jesus. He alone can bring people out of their bondage, sorrow, and night. I've lived long enough now to see some who thought they could get along just as well, thank you, without Jesus in their lives, but they came to find that this way of thinking was just plain wrong. When they came to the end of their rope, they did need Jesus. They were not ashamed to call on him. But oh, how much more wonderful it is when a person is able to admit this great truth before some tragedy strikes, before the end is near. Such a person was a young lady by the name of Ellen McCall from Memphis, Tennessee. Many years ago, Ellen McCall was named the American Mother of the Year. She was selected for this high honor on the basis of community involvement, achievement of her children, and many other things. She demonstrated very clearly that her life was one of faith in Jesus Christ. Her personal faith, though, was put to the test shortly after she received this award when it was discovered that she had ovarian cancer, which had spread throughout her abdomen. After Ellen McCall's illness was discovered, she was asked to give a speech one day telling about her feelings about receiving this great honor, being selected the American Mother of the Year. In that speech, Ellen McCall said this, The faith which everyone in my family has is now being put to the test. But we learned long ago that God delivers from trouble, but not always. God prevents trouble, but not always. God sustains us through trouble, always. One religion is as good as another? No. We who know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior know that He has given us that added measure of abundant life. We're not any better necessarily than others, but we have been given righteousness through Jesus. Christianity is not just some religion. It is the way. Jesus is the way. And yes, troubles and sorrows will still come our way. But even when they do, we know that He still loves us. God is with us. Jesus has come. Salvation is here through Him. And when trials come our way, we can still say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord for being with me. God, that is our prayer. We know that you've never promised to shield us from difficulties or sickness or problems, all kinds of difficult times. But what you have said, Lord, is you'll never turn your back on us. You'll never abandon us. And for that, we are eternally grateful.
We offer our love to you, Lord, our thanksgiving and our prayer. In the name of the one who does save us, Jesus, your son, amen.